Well, the 2023-2024 NFL script has finally come to an end the other night in Las Vegas. The ending of Super Bowl 58 and your Super Bowl champion is Taylor Swift. That is correct. Taylor Swift got the Super Bowl victory. Uh, great, great victory. I mean, uh, a, a decent game. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs defeat the San Francisco 49ers and watched across households all across the country. Super Bowl 58 was the most watched telecast in history with 123.4 million viewers. So going to be breaking that down and more. And also Usher, baby. Yeah, Usher, a phenomenal show. I mean, it's just great bringing out all these guests and everything. Ruben McIntyre killed the national anthem. The NFL Honors came out last weekend before the Super Bowl as well. And then also some other sports headlines from across the country in a a weird, a weird move in college football. And also got to talk the Waste Management Open where the fans were wasted this weekend. So before we get started, make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service. Literally anywhere you get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with Liz, who's on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and millions.co at Burgers and Brats. Check out the podcast website. Go get your merch today, burgersbratspodcast.com. So, Super Bowl 58 is in the books from Las Vegas. First Super Bowl in Las Vegas. The stars were out in this game. I mean, I don't even know how many, how much sweet sweets were, but I mean, I'm guessing tens of twenties of thousands of dollars for sure and i would have loved to be in taylor swift's suite that night i mean you had taylor swift blake lively ice spice lana del rey kylie kelsey jason kelsey and just plenty more just all that star power in that suite and uh, they were a happy group after the game when the chiefs took down the 49ers it is crazy nfl fans taylor swift has been an nfl fan for three months and she has seen more success than most of you have seen in your entire lifetimes. And I'm looking at you, Detroit fans, uh, Carolina fans, Chargers fans. I mean, she has seen way more success than you guys have ever and maybe will ever see uh, with your franchise. So uh, good, good to see Taylor Swift there. Good to see her make it. She only appeared for 54 seconds of total game time, which is less than 1% of the actual game uh, that was shown. So... Not that much, actually. And she, she was rocking the fit. The, the whole suite was having fun. But uh, to get to the game, it <clears throat> Chiefs win in overtime 25-22. to 22. Man, the, Vegas knows their stuff. I mean, the over-under was 47.5. The, over, the total score was 47. So I, I took the over, and I couldn't even get that in five quarters. We had five full quarters of football, and honestly, I wish we only got like two, maybe three quarters of football because it really wasn't a great game. And of course, you're going to say, oh, the ending was perfect. Well, yeah, that, that's how you end a game. Someone has to win like, on a last-second touchdown or something uh, with a few minutes left. So, I mean, overall, it, it was, what, 10-3 to at halftime, 49ers up. <clears throat> Neither team really looked great. And uh, the... 49ers, I mean, they could have been up 20 to 3, 20 to 10 in this game and kind of just put it out, but uh, couldn't couldn't put their foot on the gas and keep it going. I'm just worn out, but uh, yeah, neither team looked great. Sloppy first half, two red zone fumbles, one by each team. 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes even had an interception this game, which I predicted he would have an interception. I just want to talk. Kyle Shanahan needs a lot of hate for this game. I mean, you held Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's not in charge of defense, but I mean, you held him to 19 points in four quarters, and uh, I mean, it took they took five quarters to get 20, like a full five quarters to get 25 points. But the the thing is. You should have scored more than 22 points. You should have ran the ball a few more times. McCaffrey only got 22 touches. I know he fumbled, but he caught a lot of footballs. And I didn't really see Brock Purdy sling the ball that much. I mean, he had 38 attempts, but, I mean, no super deep threats. He did miss a few, but uh, I, I would like to see him with a few more. And Kyle Shanahan is now 0-3 in Super Bowls. And to make it even worse, he has blown a double-digit lead in all three of these Super Bowls. He is 0-3 and had a double-digit lead in every single Super Bowl he's been in. That That's just impossible. That that should never happen. You get one. One was against Tom Brady. You, you shouldn't have lost that game. You're up 28-3. to You should not have lost, and then the other two were to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, these are two, I mean, you could say two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time now uh, that he lost Super Bowls to. And... And why am I begging for Tom Brady to come back and put an end to this Patrick Mahomes nonsense? Why Why am I rooting for that? But it, it, it was not fun as a Broncos fan watching Patrick Mahomes overtake John Elway and Peyton Manning and your t- franchise total in Super Bowls. That It was not a fun night for me. Uh, I could, could hardly get any sleep the other night because of that. But really don't hate Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a cool guy. Um, Mahomes is now 3-1 and one in Super Bowls. I mean, he's only 28 years old. Uh, he's in his prime right now. He's, he may not even be in his prime right now. He, he still has maybe a year or two to get to his prime. It, it's just crazy. And since his first start in 2018, he's only made AFC Championship games. I really do think you can put this man as the GOAT. He, he's got three. He's three and one. Uh I still like Peyton Manning a lot. He's only got two. He's been to four, so he's been the same as Patrick Mahomes. Just has uh, one more. So I'm not. I don't judge goatness off of rings. I judge it off of stats and what you did with the team around you, how you made them better, and everything. But uh, he stepped up this year. Patrick Mahomes did with a, I mean, horrific wide receiving core. Uh, I mean, MVS, Kadarius Tony. Uh, Hardman have all scored touchdowns in the Super Bowls now. I mean, besides Travis Kelsey, those are his best options. Uh, besides, I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill, but he didn't have Tyreek Hill this year. And it's it, it's just crazy to me. Uh, it, they did they went back-to-back first time in, I think, 6,000 days, first time in 20 years, exactly 20 years since the Patriots did it. And I, it is imp- it's impossible to go three-peat in the NFL. Injuries happen. Uh, people leave. Missing one player is a big, big key piece in any game. And the NFL games are so close. Um, seating, seating's hurt. I, I will make a bold prediction. I don't have the Chiefs. I mean, will probably be the best team coming back next year. I think Adam Schefter said they're not lose much, but uh, I, I'll bold predict they don't win the Super Bowl next year. Could they get to it? Yeah. It, it's just impossible to win three times in a row. So that's my bold prediction. Maybe it's not that bold, but with the way this team's playing with how good Andy Reid is. And, I mean, yeah, another metric is how good are your coaches. 
I mean, he's had Andy Reid, who's been a phenomenal coach. I mean, one of the greatest coaches of all time now. Um, it, definitely up there. So, all depends on the situation you get into, and he got put into a hell of a situation. And you can't hate the guy. You can, even though he sounds like Kermit the Frog, <laughs> you really can't hate him. Seems like a cool guy, but uh, overall, the game, a box score, not too disparaging. I mean, Kansas City, the the biggest. Um, thing that stood out to me was Kansas City was two of six in the red zone and they still won this game being two of six in a red zone is horrendous I mean with how close games are you should not be able to come back and win that 49ers 50% one and two in the red zone both had uh, two turnovers total Uh, both had a turnover in the red zone as well by their running backs Uh, Kansas City nine of 19 on third downs so San Francisco is getting this team to third downs, and they just couldn't stop them. Then I mean they're they're third and close, and third and third and close, but couldn't stop them when they needed to on third down. Uh, San Francisco three of twelve, horrendous, uh, not great, not good. Uh, time of possession, I mean even San Francisco had the ball for thirty eight minutes, Kansas City had the ball for thirty six minutes. And you felt like that first half was just dominated by the 49ers. They held the ball so much, and the Chiefs just wore out. <coughs> Bless me. Sorry. Um, the Chiefs just wore out that San Francisco defense. Uh, running the football, Patrick Mahomes using his legs. And that's one, another aspect of his game that's just underrated, how he can run the football. And he's, I mean, I think he did it twice on that final drive, and they win the game because that, especially on a fourth down and one where Nick Bosa was just confused on where the rest of his help was. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I w- this was, like I said, I really didn't see Brock Purdy. Yeah, he had almost 40 attempts, but nothing deep, nothing to uh, his receivers because Christian McCaffrey was their leading wide receiver with eight targets, eight receptions for 80 yards. That, that's impressive in itself. Your wide receiver being eight of eight, eight of eight and 80 yards. That's impressive with touchdown. But Ayuk, six targets, three receptions for 49 yards. Juwan Jennings would have been MVP of this game. He threw for a touchdown, uh, uh, got the ball, targeted five times, caught it four times for 42 yards. And then C- Debo Samuel, they just could not get on the right page. I mean, he did have a quad injury, went... 11 targets for three receptions for 33 yards. And another thing, San, or, yeah, San Francisco's injury, their injuries in this game hurt them. I mean, the the D-back, D, defense back got injured, and then the backup came in, gave up nine receptions. Their second chair gave up nine receptions, targeted nine times, gave up nine receptions. And when you don't have your starters, uh, your depth chart's not great this deep into the season, so... That was a big piece, I think, in, uh, injuries to the San Francisco losing at least two starters, maybe three. Uh, Debo was out for a little bit, so that did hurt. And Travis Kelsey was nothing in the first half. I called his under on receptions. I mean, he only had one in the first half, but only nine total for 93 yards. And I do not, I think Travis, I do not like what Travis Kelsey did with Andy Reid. I thought he should have been set, he should have been sent to the bench and not brought it back into the game at least I mean at least for a couple quarters maybe till the end of the first half but I would not have played that guy the rest of the game if that if a player did that to Bill Belichick he would have been cut on the spot he would have said go all right go sit with Taylor if Travis Kelsey did that to Bill Belichick Belichick would have said all right go sit with Taylor you're done 
You're not you're not playing here. But to go shove your coach and yell at him, that was just unsportsmanlike. Un that was just ridiculous. I was flabbergasted. I mean, I was in shock. I I was disgusted by what Travis Kelsey did to Andy Reid in the biggest game of the season. I mean, you're trying to go back to back, and you do that to one of the greatest coaches of all time. In a uh, you're supposed to be one of the greatest tight ends of all time. I, I that was ridiculous. You respect your coaches. You do not not do that. He should have been benched for the the whole game. I would have set him down for the whole game and not let him play. Say go sit with Taylor. That was just utterly ridiculous. I, I was so mad at that. And just to play it off at the end, I, I, I didn't like that. I mean Andy Reid should have been should have said something, but you can't you can't let your players get away with that. I mean, I don't care how good they are. I mean, Belichick did that with Butler in the Super Bowl. That's why Brady doesn't have eight rings. So, uh, I think Kelsey has turned into a little bit of a punk. I mean, this character he's trying to build up and play now. I think he, he he's trying to build that up and get that airtime and turn into an entertainer. And I, I don't like that. I mean... Did not like what I saw from Travis Kelsey shoving and shoving, getting the face of Andy Reid the other night. So uh, that needs to be dealt with for sure. Uh, Kelsey owes Reid a ton for not sitting him after that after that incident. Uh, on the rushing attack, uh, Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs with 66 yards on nine attempts. I mean, like I said, underrated part of his game and led them to victory. Uh, Pacheco, I had the over. He was one yard shy of the over. Oh, heartbreak there. Pacheco with 59 yards on the game. And I said they need to run the football with him. They need a ground game going. And they found with Mahomes and Pacheco. Christian McCaffrey, uh, 80 yards, 22 attempts, one fumble. Quarterbacks, uh, Purdy, 23 of 38 for 255 yards, one touchdown. Patrick Mahomes, 34 of 46. 333 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. So both quarterbacks were slinging it. Uh, I thought uh, San Francisco should have kept with the run game a little bit more. And I mean, I like Purdy. Uh, I do like I do like Purdy a lot. Um, he's 23 years old. This was his first year as a starter, coming off a major UCL store UCL injury. I mean, this time last year. So he didn't, he hadn't even rested, I think, six, seven months from his surgery. And he was already playing football again, led him to the Super Bowl. It was his first year starting. He led the league in most metrics and had 31 touchdowns, more than Patrick Mahomes had this year. So Brock Purdy, 49ers, you're going to be fine. Um, you're going to be fine with Brock Purdy. Uh, I think so. I had nothing to worry about there, in my opinion. So he played a, played a game, uh, just couldn't connect on some, some other passes. Um... What I another thing uh, going off on Kyle Shanahan here that uh, needs to be dealt with that I mean the reason they lost is four Irish players didn't know the OT rules. I mean honestly I didn't really know them either. I I was wondering why is Kansas City running out the clock in the first overtime? Are they getting the ball back? Uh, do what what is happening? Why are they not calling a timeout and letting that go all the way down? Uh, that I didn't understand. So. Uh, 49ers fans were saying after the game, or 49ers players were saying after the game that they didn't know what the rules were. They had never gone over them, and that they were learning them on the jumbotron as overtime was happening. NFL players 
for the 49ers were learning the NFL overtime rules the same time as I Spice. <laughs> that can't happen in the NFL. That can't happen. You're a head coach. You got to plan for everything, especially when it changes. I mean, maybe you don't have to start planning planning it in uh, preseason, but I mean, two weeks. You got two weeks to plan and know what to do. Um, you gotta you gotta know the rules. So that was an embarrassment by Kyle Shanahan not telling his players or letting his players know what the overtime rules were. Should they have deferred in overtime? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Go go score your touchdown. Uh, I, I thought the 49ers were going to score a touchdown, so, I mean, I didn't think it really mattered. I mean, the only difference is, like, if, the, if you force the Chiefs a three and out or they don't get past midfield, they probably don't go for it on fourth down and punt the ball away, so then you can score that way. But, I mean, who knows? Andy Reid and the Chiefs might have gone for it on fourth down and gotten it. Uh, but it, who knows? It really didn't bother me, 49ers taking the football. But I just had to get some stops late in that game. And maybe be more, you should have been like on that fourth down deep in the red zone. You should have said, hey, they got Patrick Mahomes. He go, all he does is game when he drives. You were already made a fourth down conversion in the red zone earlier in the game. Might as well just go for it again. Put this game away. You're inside the 10. Maybe you can get a stop. But, uh, yeah, just not great look, Kyle Shannon, not teaching his players the overtime rules, even though the Chiefs knew the players all the way back in training camp where uh, Chiefs fans already said that, hey, if four if 49ers score a touchdown and then we go score a touchdown, we're going for two to win the game. So uh, we'll see if they would have actually done that. I guess we'll never know, but uh, – no problem with the 49ers taking the football, really. I mean, go take it. Go score. Maybe you don't have as much pressure on you because you're just running your offense. No, you don't have to score a touchdown. You just at least get it down there. But no problem with that. Um, San Francisco. No ring since 1995. Yikes. Hey, but you're right there with the Cowboys. No ring since 1996. It It is kind of crazy that most of us... Don't talk about the 49ers the way we talk about the Cowboys. The Cowboys' oldest ring is just one year newer than San Francisco. So they're in the exact same boat. So we maybe we should start giving the 49ers some hate for this. I mean, uh, both these teams were great dynasties and haven't won anything in 30 years. So pretty crazy. Uh, start giving them the Dallas Cowboys treatment. Uh, I think both teams could be back next year. Uh, like I said... Um, it it's hard to stop Mahomes, but it's impossible to three P. If he does that, you you apply to put Patrick Mahomes over Tom Brady. Uh, they need some wide receiver help, but they've got the young second youngest defensive core in the league at twenty five years old. I don't know if this team's going anywhere unless Steve Spagnolia is going to get a head coaching gig somewhere, and why would he go win another ring with one of the greatest ever? So. 49ers, like I said, I like Brock Purdy. I like the team. Keep the team in, in check. Keep it keep it together. Um, but uh, both teams, I think, can definitely make a run again next year. The 2020 curse lives on as the Chiefs defeat the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl 58. We'll be seeing y'all next year in New Orleans for Super Bowl 59 during Mardi Gras. Gonna be fun. Excited for Super Bowl 59 next year. All right, let's go into the halftime real quick. 
I mean, I Usher had me in the first half. Uh, I I like how Usher went to Black History, Black Culture, playing all the old hits. Uh, I know he talked to Jay Z beforehand and said, "Hey, just go show us, show us uh, what's up and play our history, play our culture, and um, show show love to the African American community." Love that he did that and. Um, uh, was great. Brought out Alicia Keys. After that first note, though, after that first note, I was on board with Alicia Keys. She, a little voice crack there. Uh, a little nervous in the beginning. Didn't warm up those vocal cords too good. But Alicia Keys was awesome. You had Jermaine Dupree. You had her. Will I Am coming out. Ludacris. Lil John. So I mean, overall, I mean, six and a half, seven on the halftime performance. I mean, a really fun, really entertaining. Yeah, I'm singing on roller skates. You had uh, Usher doing uh, hugging Alicia Keys like that was his wife. Uh, I don't know if Alicia Keys' husband was too thrilled watching that halftime performance, but uh, they were on each other. Uh, You had Will I Am come out. I mean, Lil Jon in the crowd, Ludacris uh, with the fro, uh, singing the hits. You had usher paying homage to michael jackson with the white suit and the dancing and everything that was awesome just celebrating uh, african-american culture and uh good good halftime i really liked it uh it it was good overall uh, a lot of twitter i know liked it at least from what i saw and so for me start off slow obviously but i mean picked it up and really good i'm not gonna watch it and watch it over and over again like i did with shakira and j-lo but I'll watch it a few times. Uh, it's one of the good ones. I mean, we've been we got some good halftime shows. I mean, 2020 with the weekend that would have been phenomenal. Uh, without COVID, it was great, uh, even with it. But uh, that would have been great. And then 2021, obviously, obviously with Dr. A, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, uh, and then 22. Uh, or 2020 was Shakira, J-Lo, 21 weekend, 22 Snoop, and then 23 Rihanna, and now uh, Usher, and more. So good, good overall uh, halftime performance. Reba killed the national anthem, went great. Hit the over, baby. Like we said, hit the over. Can't ever take the under on a country music singer. Uh, commercials kind of mid. Uh, honestly, kind of mid. Nothing really stood out too much. Check the 50,000 Timu commercials that I saw. Where do they get money to do that? I don't understand. But Tom Brady was in a lot of them. Maybe the Dunkin' Donuts commercial was the best one. That uh, that had a lot of star po- star power. Or the Christopher, Wa- Christopher Walken one. That one was good. But uh, let me know your favorite commercial from this weekend. Overall, nothing nothing stood out too much, I don't think. Uh, next year for New Orleans halftime, I mean, you got some great New Orleans history. Uh, Frank Ocean, Lil Wayne. Kevin Gates and Birdman all from New Orleans, so it could be a good halftime show there. Uh, look forward to that. All right, let's move into On This Day in History before we break down some of the other sports news. Uh, 1996, Tupac's fourth and final album during his lifetime, All Eyes on Me, is released. Uh, 1982, Wayne Gretzky scores 153rd point of the season, breaking an NHL record, and 1929, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in Chicago, seven gangsters killed, making Al Capone public enemy number one. So that was 
uh, on this day. And then happy birthday, Charles Darwin, Abe Lincoln, and Bill Russell. So some great birthdays on this day. Sponsored by Hefner Eye Care, located in Oklahoma City. Check them out. Need that new eye exam? Contacts, glasses, sunglasses. Hefner Eye Care will set you up. Check them out on the web at HefnerEyeCare.com. All right, NFL honors real quick. Lamar Jackson winning MVP for his second time. He's only the 11th player to win it multiple times, which is pretty pretty shocking. But, I mean, a bunch of these guys have like three, maybe four. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, I think, it's not a postseason award. Um, I, I, I think he should have won MVP. I, don't, I, I wish he would have performed better, obviously, in the AFC Championship game. But I think that was the right call, giving it to him. For the regular season, now the only um, the only other player that I could say could have won the award is Christian McCaffrey, and he won Offensive Player of the Year, which uh, definitely one hundred percent deserved. So uh, he won that. C.J. Stroud, I mean, easily, easily Offensive Rookie of the Year. Miles Garrett wins Defensive Player of the Year, his first of his career, having 14 sacks on the year. And then uh, to the awards I really didn't like, uh, Joe Flacco winning Comeback Player of the Year. He only played five games. Uh, it's not like he came in for half, half, a full season, not even a half season, not even, I mean, a, I mean, a, I guess a quarter of a season, but... Um, and then, I mean, he got blown out in the postseason. Not a postseason award, obviously, but... To come in and only play five games uh, against some of these teams, and uh, I really thought I, w- I would have given it to either DeMar or Baker Mayfield. I mean, DeMar, DeMar Hamlin died and came back. So, <laughs> I mean, it definitely maybe should have uh, went to him. But Baker Mayfield leading a team to a divisional round where no one thought that uh, they could go or they could make it that far. Uh, which which was very impressive, Baker Mayfield himself. So I didn't like Joe Flacco winning it. I mean, lost in in his games. I mean, beat the beat the Jaguars, beat a terrible Bears team, beat the Texans, which is actually pretty good. And then the Jets were terrible, and then lost to the Bengals, a uh, bad in last week. And I mean, they didn't even win the division. So I didn't like the Joe Flacco winning. Comeback player of the year. I thought it should have been DeMar or Baker Mayfield. And then so much love for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Kevin Stefanski winning coach of the year. Uh, no. I mean, he had a solid team around him. And, I mean, Deshaun Watson may have made him worse. But uh, he had a solid team. You had a defense player of the year. You have a good wide receiving core. I mean, good overall defense. Uh, you, you don't win coach of the year. I mean, people thought you were going to at least make the playoffs. And, uh, any, uh, another quarterback could have came in, but I, I thought D'Amico Ryans should have won Coach of the Year. To go in and win the division, get the Rookie of the Year, and just what C.J. Stroud did, what that team did, where no one thought they would have win more than three games. I thought D'Amico Ryans should have won it. Dan Campbell should have won the uh, should have won Coach of the Year for what he did. And then I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna give it to guys with good teams around him, well, even Harbaugh. I mean, you have Lamar Jackson. You didn't have a solid team 
uh, offensively besides that. Defense was pretty good, but uh, he had Lamar. And then, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, uh, he led a first-year starter to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, uh, the overall one seed, that was a regular season. So, uh, I did not really understand Kevin Stefanski winning Coach of the Year. The love for the Cleveland Browns this year, huh? I don't understand that. I did not. Some other sports headlines from around the world. This one, this one is puzzling to me as well. But I guess it's because NIL. Coaches do not want to deal with NIL. Chip Kelly leaves the UCLA head coaching job to become the Ohio State offense coordinator. I was shocked when I saw this. I, I He wasn't even fired. He hadn't been fired yet. I, he wasn't going to get fired. But he decided to leave UCLA for Ohio State offense coordinator. You, you, you don't get you're in you, you're in Southern Cal. I mean you're in Los Angeles. Uh, you're head coach there of a team that doesn't have super high expectations. You you get to go join a new conference, probably win some games against some mediocre Big Ten teams, and I guess you maybe you don't want to play with play with the NIL. Uh, maybe that's it. You just want to coach. Do your coach. But I am telling you this now. If Ohio State does not win the national championship this year, I, Ryan Day needs to be fired. Chip Kelly should be fired. The whole staff should be fired because they brought in so many transfers, a great recruiting class. You can get Chip Kelly as your offense coordinator. I mean, you get Chip Kelly to come in and just do the offense. No, no other distractions. That is remarkable. That is incredible luck to happen to your team you better win the national championship this year or the whole staff should be gone they it'll burn columbus to the ground uh crazy chip kelly leaving a power five to just go be an offense coordinator at a power five school uh really remarkable stuff uh the waste management open where the name i mean (laughs) the the name is what people were doing getting wasted uh they on Saturday, I, they stopped scanning tickets for I don't know why, but they let in an additional 20,000 overcapacity amount of fans. I mean, and they stopped selling beer because the, the crowd was too wild. Uh, they had to stop selling alcohol. They had people jumping in on a whole 16 shirtless, going making sand angels. They had guys slipping, falling, puking everywhere, I, yelling at the yelling at the players. I mean, so many players were getting into it with the fans because they were just talking at them the whole, in their golf shots on every hole. I didn't, I didn't like the fans. It's not live, guys. It's not the live. You, you don't get to yell at the player. You don't get to talk at them in their swings. You don't just do this nonsense and barbarian uh, acts that you get to do at live. This is the PJ Tour. Uh, this is professional golf. It was pretty embarrassing, honestly, for what happened this weekend, I think. Uh, yeah, it was fun, but uh, it was not a great look for the PGA Tour. I mean, the fans there uh, getting too rowdy, too reckless. I mean, to go and jump a hole and make a sand angel, oh my goodness. I had secondhand embarrassment for that guy. Had a little too much. Overall, though, a great... 
great tournament. I mean, it sucks. A bunch of these guys had to play 27, 36 holes on that final day just because of rainouts, rain delays throughout the weekend. Uh, Nick Taylor, though, the Canadian, beats Charlie Hoffman in the playoff. Uh, some of these other guys, Scotty Scheffler finishes tied for third. He was in the lead for a bunch of Sunday, but just kind of fell off. The Gala, who was in the lead for most of the whole week, uh, he had to play. He kept getting delayed and delayed and had to play 36 holes on Sunday, which, I mean, that had to have hurt his chances. He finished fifth. Adam Scott finished eighth. Justin Thomas, 12th. So some big names there, but uh, Nick Taylor getting the win over Charlie Hoffman, the old man, Charlie Hoffman. Um, and then other news in the golf world, Tiger Woods announces his clothing apparel apparel brand with TaylorMade called Sunday Red. Uh, a little graphic of a tiger, and it uh, looks pretty sick. Got some cashmere hoodies. Some footwear, some gloves, some new shoes coming out. All this will be available May 1st to purchase. I can't wait to see the prices on this one. It's going to break the bank. Every golfer is going to need it. Called Sunday Red. New clothing apparel line with TaylorMade and Tiger Woods. First time in 27 years, Tiger Woods is in something other than Nike. I have not been alive long enough to see Tiger Woods not be with Nike. An incredible run, but now Tiger Woods getting his own brand. So excited for it. I'm excited for the hats and all the gear, apparel, and shoes. So I look forward to that dropping May 1st. All right, let's move into my final segment, who I'm sharing my burger and brought with. Well, Valentine's Day is this week. So uh, to help you guys out, uh, the poll, uh, these uh, look at a poll about what makes the perfect date for American singles. A poll of over 2,000 millennials and Gen Zers seeking partners. So, help you guys out a little bit before Valentine's Day comes up uh, tomorrow. I need you guys to listen to this and let you guys know what to do for that special someone. So, three in five of the respondents so 58 percent say dessert is the number one highlight of a date very delicious very delicious uh, four in ten say v valentine's day should start with flowers or a gift and 59 percent say should do something else after the date like go watch a movie do something else uh 33 of the respondents want to be picked up for the date so I'm sure that's mostly the women talking. So men, go. I mean, four and ten they want their flowers, and 33% want to get picked up first. So that is the that's the women talking, guys. You gotta go get her flowers, or a gift. I mean anything. They'll they'll like anything. A little teddy bear, and they want to be picked up. So you better do that. And fellas, if you do this, 43% of the respondents say they want a goodnight kiss. So could lead to. A good night kiss. I mean, in your favor, guys. Uh, the uh, one poll of the high chew candy showed that 80% of respondents plan to celebrate this year. 63% of them plan to step out, and 20% plan to stay in. And of these 20%, 61% plan on watching a TV or movie. 59% say they're going to cook a nice dinner. 
and 38% say they're going to eat dessert or candy. So uh, some crazy Valentine's Day plans. But if you're stepping out, I mean, you got the go-to guide. Gift and get them picked up. That's that's all you got to do for Valentine's Day for that special someone. So hopefully everyone enjoys their Valentine's Day. I'll be back later in the week to break down NBA All-Star Weekend. It's this week. Three-point contest, dunk contest, skills challenge, rookies, I mean, and then the game itself. It's going to be so much fun. NBA All-Star Weekend is always a blast. So excited for that one in Indianapolis. I'll be breaking that down and more. So thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere. Get your podcast at Burgers and Brats and stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Burgers and Brats. And check out the podcast website, burgersbroadspodcast.com. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.